0: Do you have any advice to someone wanting to get started with podcasting? Don't get lost
1: in all of the decisions that need to be made. Mm. Give yourself a reasonable timeline and then just go. My advice in this realm is
0: to find someone Who's a good counterpoint who, to place to your strengths oh, if true. you plan on having a podcast co-host, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend doing. It really makes it a lot more fun. Just jump in and, and go for it. The it's one thing never I' going to be perfect. No, but the mm-hmm. one thing I wouldn't just jump into is if you're unsure of who your co-host is going to be.
1: You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Cnabel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only, and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. I don't have to sync this up.
0: No, you don't. We're recording together. Together.
1: In person. Okay.
0: (laughs) There's some seriously good dance moves happening over there. (laughs)
1: i'm like kind of scared but not i don't know <laughs> she's like i don't have to dance right I'm Like, no.
0: well in my mastermind when someone shares like a like a win we, we share our wins together we all like do a little dance for each other Aww. on a video call and more often than not i'm where our meetings land make it on a on a tuesday where my house cleaner is there <laughs> and so i have to leave and I'm like so you're doing the I'm in I'm doing the little like wind dance in a coffee shop. Oh yeah, and I go to the same coffee shops all the time, so people around me are like, "What is
1: she doing today?" <laughs> <laughs> that was like me on oh. our call on Monday. I was at a coffee shop, but it was outside, but there was lots of people dotted, and and I would be long stre- stretches of silence, right? And then all of a sudden, it'd be my turn to like talk, and then I'd be like, "Go deep." I'd be like, "Man." <laughs> so all these really deep things happening and so all these strangers know some pretty deep things about me i mean it's pretty easy
0: to talk about deep things in front of strangers because they're like i don't know who you are what's happening yeah. every once in a while someone will come up to me and be like what was that really? like i'm so sorry i like I
1: feel like i intruded, interrupted right? something important and i'm like well clearly
0: if i'm doing it at a coffee shop i really don't care if i'm intruded upon true you know, true 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 someone asks questions so <laughs> Oh goodness! It's been a hot minute since we recorded in person. I know too long. This is, it feels so good. It feels right.
1: I find it funny that we were forced into it and we're so like, yes. Yeah, you
0: guys, the internet is legit down at my house today. Not cool. And it's an essential part of us doing this remotely. <laughs> kind of important. So I literally <laughs> sent Genevieve a message this morning. I was like, hey, so I'm coming over.
1: <laughs> a few hours ago, I was like, oh, oh okay. All right, let's all do right. this. Let's go. I'm going to fix up my studio. So we're back
0: to our normal routine of, it feels, it feels normal, right? It feels right. It feels right. It does. Not just normal. It feels right. Of all the snacks from Natural Grocers. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. All the kombucha options. Mm -hmm. All the salami. All the salami. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Why didn't we bring snacks out here? (laughs) Because they make noise, man. (laughs) I would be crunching my Siete chips in this. True, Oh, All the Siete chips are on sale right now at Natural Grocers, and I'm literally like, (gasps) And then all my buddies are finding them at Costco, and I haven't had a chance to go to Costco since then, Mm -hmm. and I'm like,
1: oh. Yes, ma'am, you better believe I bought that.
0: I wish I had like the ranch and the nacho in mm, huge bags. Cause ranch.
1: I could I could get down with yes.
0: that. Yes. This and you guys—they are not a podcast sponsor, but we would wholly welcome CSA foods as a podcast sponsor
1: because I, I buy regularly. I regularly. am a regular consumer of CSA products. Yeah, green free
0: tortillas, so queso. good. So, oh, oh, the queso—we're so hungry. <laughs> I can't do the queso because it has garlic in it. Oh, you're It's the right. saddest thing. It's the last ingredient, so I probably could like take some charcoal, actually charcoal, and be okay. But it still is like you know.
1: Yeah, you have yeah. to really. it's like a treat. I gotta
0: like really that. want it.
1: Yeah. It's got to be like a holiday or something
0: <laughs> <laughs> memorial day let's go hey, hey was coming mm. i know i'm excited we're doing a little family barbecue hang yes, out with, with our families on memorial day
1: my kids are so ready <laughs> oh i'm ready i'm so, ready this to weather is making me ready it's like, lovely i'm getting my back porch ready our garden is growing yeah. it's warm i can open doors and windows yeah, is this,
0: like, a big deal in the Pacific oh, Northwest, just so you gosh, know? Gosh, it's like... Everyone else who listens in California is like, yeah, what? Well, I mean, I every, that every, that's day. every day.
1: <laughs> I don't even need windows.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, gosh.
0: I wish. No, I don't. I love where I live. <laughs>
1: uh So you have some exciting things coming with Lux, Lee. I, I do. Tell us the deal. a well, long time coming. So... We have our 11-piece magnetic brush set that I absolutely adore. I think it's going to be our mainstay. It still sells well. I love it. But we, in the meantime, have been developing product and things that we want to bring to the market. And I knew the process would be laborious to a certain extent, but... I think there's so much I didn't know that was going to happen, or I didn't know what the process was going to be like, but there's been several products that we've been developing and um, bringing in, but I'm really excited. We're finally going to order one that I've been working on for about six months, and I'm, like, today... Like today, the order is going in. So that means by the time this podcast comes out, it'll probably be like mid-summer, late summer that it launches. And I'm so excited. So a few weeks away probably from when this comes out. Yeah. A couple months maybe. Yeah, at most. Yeah. Awesome. So you guys get ready for some fun announcements. I can't tell you. Well, and for
0: everybody who's new to the podcast, like tell everybody about Luxley.
1: Oh, sure. So Luxley is my brand and I have a, a lovely business partner and we sell products on Amazon. Um, and we are really all about beauty accessories. So it's all the things that you didn't know you needed, but when you get them, you're like, oh. I needed that. Like so, the million
0: brushes. Like the brushes,
1: yeah. <laughs> brushes. And I mean, there's so many things in the works. I mean, think about anything that you ever could need accessory-wise. For makeup storage, application,
0: travel
1: I mean, that's that's the direction that we're going with uh-huh. all these things. The supporters, the things that you're like, yeah, that's like rounding out my collection. Well, and you really don't realize
0: how... Having a great tool can change how a product oh. goes on. Oh yeah, I didn't really understand that until you and I yes. started to work together. Well,
1: I mean, really, fingers can go a long way. You do a lot with your fingers, but there are just some limitations that you and ease of application. Also, fingers are dirty. Absolutely, <laughs> I would never touch a person's face with my fingers as as a professional makeup artist because uh. it's like it's not a very professional thing to do. But like personally. If you want to use your fingers for things, sometimes it's useful to warm up product and stuff. But like getting a precise blended application, it's just that you can't compare. No, Like not at all. No. So so it feels good to like actually put the order in because there's so many things that have to happen as far as like we have certain check marks and benchmarks that have to be checked off before. And it's
0: product based businesses are no joke. Which we will definitely be bringing someone on the podcast to talk about starting product based business and it's a very interesting
1: process. Like I've really enjoyed it on the entrepreneurial end. Uh, My husband might say otherwise because he's (laughs) witnessed all the emotions, but (laughs) (laughs) and I cannot do it by myself. There is just so many details. Like trying to do a product based business by yourself is so draining and emotional. It's like you kind of need support through that process because it's just yeah. so many things that you cannot control well especially if you're not physically
0: making the product yourself too which mm-hmm. that has its own oh, man. difficulty right mm-hmm. but if you're you're um, relying on suppliers and mm-hmm. people in that supply chain it's a,
1: it's a lot of work timing and there's, there's so many things you can't control mm. on that end so, so true you, so you try to figure out like hey where are my limitations here and um language barriers are a big problem and time of day that everyone's awake is a Mm -hmm. problem (laughs) and that's why i'm like we haven't ordered yet because they're currently sleeping right now because china (laughs) yeah because china (laughs) because halfway around the world uh so we're gonna be putting the order in tonight when they're back open for business so it's just nice yay yeah so i'm excited but i mean how about you you've had some
0: amazing things going on lately yeah i just got back from a trip to waco texas which, if you're wondering, why does one go to Waco, Texas? There's like, two reasons. If you don't know, Baylor University, uh-huh. which I'm, you're not, I don't have any reason to be there, <laughs> and uh, and Magnolia. So this is of Chip and Joanna Gaines doing. The entire oh, yeah. town of Waco is blowing up, and uh, so I'm a part of a mastermind group, which I've talked about before in the podcast, and it's just a lot of incredible women in business who were really seeking community and coaching from both each other and then our business coach Brienne who leads everything and she's incredible.
1: It looked oh, lovely. It was
0: beautiful. And it was totally my kind of retreat. So we had a we have monthly meetings, we have monthly one-on-one meetings with with Brianne and, and then we go in depth with each other and we've been building relationships that way too and learning from each other, but we're all from kind of different industries. So Mm -hmm. one of the ladies in the group, Shay, she does career coaching and um, corporate workshops and Mm -hmm. a couple of the ladies do like branding and design and yeah, I mean, it's all over the board and I'm the only one who works in like the health and wellness field. And so it's been Really helpful to be in community and learning from other women who are a part of these other industries because they all really do speak to one another Mm -hmm. and just get some outside perspective on you know some of them are kind of my ideal client as far as maybe my uh, all these different aspects of my business is concerned so that was really helpful but it was so we had a week long in person retreat in Waco. We got to study like essentially the brand that is Magnolia and Chip and Joanna and how see is how that? they run things. We got a really cool behind the scenes tour with someone from the marketing department.
1: I cannot believe that. That's amazing. It was
0: awesome. I literally stood in Chip Gaines office. Ah, oh my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> uh, and, uh, and the behind the scenes was really cool. But what was, what was a very interesting piece for me was talking through with uh, Hannah, who works for them, all about who Chip and Joanna really are as business owners. Mm, and the, that was really refreshing because they're still super down to earth. Yeah. They stopped working at five. Mm. Um, she knew both of their Enneagram types, which is hilarious. <gasps> do they really do tell. <gasps> yeah, Chip's an eight.
1: Oh, really? And
0: yeah, Joanna's a one. I could see that right Mm -hmm. so many designers i know are ones yeah it's amazing or have a one wing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so anyways i uh that was really refreshing for me and to just know that like they still they have a multi-million dollar business and they still do it kind of scrappy like they just figure it out as they go and i was like that's gonna be me for the rest of my Mm -hmm. life so that was really helpful and for those of you who aren't aware like big big dream for me is restaurant cookbook Maybe multiple like locations of said restaurant brand website products all sorts of things. So that's, <laughs> that's oh my
1: gosh that's just <laughs> that's so good.
0: So that's like big dreams and obviously quite a long ways away, but something I'm working toward all the time. And uh, so a lot of what they do is very interesting to me. Deep interest, to yeah, yeah to observe from that perspective and not trying to duplicate, but looking at you know how does this work in the business and how do you kind of maintain. That down to earthness as things grow and um, and fame sets in, which is not necessarily something I'm seeking, but is possible with what I want, you mm-hmm. know. So that was a really interesting conversation as well. But the big takeaway for me, we had um, what we what Brienne calls heart seats or hot seats in a mastermind, where you I love
1: that she changed you, that. You <laughs> essentially have the
0: spotlight mm-hmm. for 15 minutes of you just talking about you know kind of where you're stuck or where you need help or what next steps are for you. And if you're not sure how to get there, all sorts of things you can kind of go. Yeah. And for me, I've had a lot of kind of personal blocks in my business and uh, learning my Enneagram type has been really helpful for that. Mm -hmm. And I learned on this retreat that my nine wing is real strong. (laughs) So that was really helpful for me of understanding how I respond to like a a huge sense of overwhelm and having so many projects and things to do that I kind of shut down
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: and have trouble moving forward because I'm just bogged down by how just the vastness of it all, how Mm -hmm. much there is to do. sheer volume. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. systems and processes are really important for me. So I got some help with those while I was there. Um, But my big takeaway was actually just a really big focus for myself in this next year needs to be on rest. And we've talked a lot about how my big focus for the start of this year was like self-care Um, I think rest and self care are different. I think they maybe rest is part of self care. Yeah, that's like a bigger right. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of the things I do that I think are rest are actually self care and
1: not rest. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas like rest is a can also be checking off a list for some people, and that's kind of what I do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So,
0: uh, so we talked a lot about kind of this concept behind rest and and how we truly feel about it. And I've learned through my own personal, honestly, childhood trauma that I look at rest as extremely lazy Mm -hmm. and which is so not true. You guys, like I don't actually believe that, but in my core, like I really do believe that. And it just is in relation to me. It's not in relation to other people, Mm -hmm. other people that rest well and accomplish things. I'm literally like, how do I do what you do? I respect (laughs) you so much. You're amazing, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I value it. So, um, so that's been a big uh, a big block that I had. In, what a huge in, revelation. Yeah, and taking care of myself and mm-hmm. actually giving myself true rest. So the, a lot of the discussion during my, my um, kind of heart seat was, you know, how does everyone else in the group really experience true rest? And what I figured out about myself is that I really don't allow much stillness mm-hmm. in the day or the mm-hmm. week. Quiet. It's very, yeah, even my quote-unquote rest is filled with um, – Podcasts and audiobooks and, uh, growing TV and, and, but all sorts of different kinds of entertainment that really takes away that space and that stillness and fills it. And, um, I'm quite uncomfortable with, with stillness, right? And so, and, and quiet. And so that's something that I is a big takeaway for me to, of course, work on one of the many things to always work on.
1: Shoot. Just having that knowledge about yourself that and you just just knowing that that phrase that half of overcoming something is just acknowledging Mm -hmm. is so true. In fact, I think it's more than half. But
0: yeah, and I really figured out, too, that a lot of the things I think I'm doing to rest are actually numbing and not resting.
1: That's interesting. so it's shutting
0: things down, like shutting down my brain and my thoughts, and mm-hmm. and that's good. That's a good thing yeah. for me to get out of my head. But um, not all the time, but, no. But also, yeah. like, I need to get in my head, <laughs> <and> <laughs> work some things out. Yeah. So that was also a really good takeaway for me, and one that you know I just love being a part of this group because it's just it was it's was such a nourishing experience. I've honestly never come home from a business trip. Whether it be like a beauty counter conference or an, a nutrition conference or whatever it is, feeling filled mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, fueled and energized mm-hmm. and rested, mm-hmm. and I came home feeling that way. Mm. And I'm always drained after these sorts of things. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I apparently, not, I needed. That. I am currently not sick. <laughs> i didn't come home sick yeah, oh my gosh so that was it was an absolutely incredible experience and of course you know being staying we stayed in a fixer-upper house we had all the amazing food we got to go to magnolia table which is the restaurant we went to the bakery we got to check out the whole campus we did branding photos on site mm. um with katie grace from katie grace photography I she's incredible wait to see. yeah um yeah they're gonna be great and and honestly, the whole experience was absolutely amazing and so all-encompassing and and like way too inexpensive for what I paid. <laughs> I was like, "Bran, how are you doing this? Um, so <laughs> investing in a mastermind is something I would really recommend people do. And I've led business masterminds in the past and really enjoyed them, but we never were able to have an in-person component. Mm-hmm. And that was absolutely essential for me i'm just an in-person person oh
1: the energy that you feel from other people oh my gosh i love it can be more revelate revela- revelatory yes then um because i mean you can kind of feel someone's energy through their voice but there's something this about, was different yeah they're getting something about, to hug and love uh, on each other kind of and... like how we feel right now of recording in the same yes <laughs> it's so lovely
0: oh my goodness okay you guys well um that's like what's up for both of us right now but Guess what? Y'all had too many questions for oh, man. our one year Ask Us Anything episode, so we're doing a two-parter to this guy, which seems to be the, a theme over here. <laughs> um, we're trying to keep the episodes at a good like, rate as far as like 45 minutes to an hour for you guys, so one, this might be something that happens as we move forward, is you get a lot more two-parters, um, but you're also able to listen to them in kind of one fell swoop rather than having to like break it up. Yeah. So, we know that's a really important thing for a lot of people in in the world of consuming podcasts. So, yes. We've got some some more fun questions. Welcome to year 2 of Rebel Heart Radio. Holy
1: cow. Oh, oh my gosh.
0: Just it's a, saying it's that, quite a big
1: deal. It it is. Yeah. It's been fun to tell people in person about it too and be like, yeah, it's my 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 first anniversary is coming up and it's like, cuz recording this it hasn't mm-hmm. happened yet, but it's going to. And it's fun to watch everyone go oh congratulations yeah (laughs) yeah
0: right we we may have some fun fun changes coming to the podcast
1: I'm excited
0: (laughs) Um, okay so let's jump just like jump into the questions kind of where we left off and this is actually a really good one to lead with and that is do you have any advice to someone wanting to start get started with podcasting starting their own
1: podcast Ooh, I'm so glad that this one came up because when we came at it I dove so hard into trying to learn all the things because I knew nothing, like nothing. I I didn't even know if it like how to get on iTunes. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if it was necessary, how to host it. I mean, there's just so many things. We had no idea what we're doing.
0: We probably still really don't know what we're doing. (laughs)
1: Bootstraps. We are figuring it out. So I'd say the overarching thing is, is don't get lost in all of the decisions that need to be made mm. give yourself a reasonable timeline and then just go mm-hmm. you know make sure that you decide what's most important to you and and for me i and i told cassie this in the very beginning it was going to be sound yeah like, like i can't I, I can't listen to podcasts with bad sound quality mm. for more than like even even if i really really want the information that I know they're putting out there I I, I can't and I don't know why mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think it's because I love music so much and I love and sound means so much to me especially as I'm losing my hearing more and more in my left ear mm. and that um, and I put on these big old noise canceling headphones and it's like I just it's almost like eating good food i can just like breathe and go Ah, oh, that sounds so nice
0: well and you do such a beautiful job with the audio and really what great audio takes is great equipment starting mm-hmm. with great and you don't have to get the most expensive mic no. to have great equipment absolutely not. you just yeah. have to be mindful of a few things what? alongside that you know having the boom and all sorts of things to like mm-hmm. you know make sure the sound going in starting with the quality of the sound going in is really important yes Right, and then you know, finding some way to edit your podcast that works for you. I've heard a lot of good things about Anchor, so a lot of people have mm-hmm. loved that. You can actually um, host your pod; like it can be hosted on Anchor and broadcasted from there to other um, podcast platforms, mm-hmm. and then you can also do editing and recording within Anchor 2. And yeah. we don't use that personally. We right. use Adobe Audition. Mm-hmm. But that that's been um, as far as the technical side of things goes. Yeah. And actually my my advice in this realm is to find someone <laughs> Who's a good counterpoint to play to your strengths if you plan on having a podcast Mm co-host, which I highly recommend doing. It really makes it a lot more fun. Oh, yeah. And normally with a business thing, I generally say just, you know, just as we talked about before for like early advice for entrepreneurs in the last episode is you know just jump in and and go for it. The it's one thing never I w- going to be perfect. No, but the mm-hmm. one thing I wouldn't just jump into is if you're unsure of who your co host is going to be. That's
1: absolutely yeah. And 100% it doesn't
0: true. mean you can't change it, right? Anything mm-hmm. can change. You can decide to go. But if you're super passionate about starting a podcast, you know you want to do it with someone, and that person isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways you can kind of like jump into the community that you're a part of, and don't be afraid to ask and be like, hey guys, like I'm just going to throw this out there. Is anybody interested in doing a podcast? together This is something I need and want, and whatever. It's kind of like dating. Um, <laughs> it is kind of like dating. We like, just already had done our dating before this concept. Right. So we knew
1: instantaneously that it was a good fit for us because we yes. already knew each other. Yeah. And it's got to be a little bit of a connection <clears throat> thing because there are so many times where you can have all the planning done in mm-hmm. the world and you could be as prepared as humanly possible. Heck, you could even write yourself a script, but if there's no like chemistry, yeah, it's this doesn't tra- translate in this. And honestly,
0: one of the best reviews we've gotten several reviews that kind of say this but it just of people saying that this podcast feels like just an extension of our friendship oh that one made me so happy. and I (laughs) I love that because this is such a natural relationship for us and Mm -hmm. so what I would really recommend is doing that it's it's hard to do business with friends it just is Mm -hmm. it it can be it doesn't have to be but it can be so I think just um partnering up with someone who's very also very self-aware hopefully you are too Mm -hmm. um you know, maybe you know your Enneagram type, maybe you know your tendencies, maybe you know like are they a tech person, are you a content person, like how does this split up and work.
1: Yeah and just make um, sure your communication on those things yeah. are super clear. We knew going also, into this exactly who was doing what. Yes before and we went al-
0: also know you can outsource that stuff too. So if, there's tons of people out there who will do the production of a podcast and mm-hmm. you just have to have the raw sound and you give it to them and they take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an option too. Uh, and as far as like the equipment goes I know you guys are going to ask for links to equipment. So I'll make sure to link all the equipment that we use totally. for the podcast um, and you can check that out and see if that might be a good fit for you. So anything else you want to add to that? Get a pop filter. Please. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> yes. I don't care if you have such a great mic that it's like, you don't need a pop filter. Ooh, you do. Yeah, you need a pop You do.
1: You do. Yes. And over the ear headphones. Those are the two equipment things that I'm like, yeah, yeah just just do it. Yeah. When it. I
0: see people hop on as guests on our podcast and they're wearing like Apple earbuds, I'm like. from an editing perspective i'm like well and you 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 touch it like you you bang on it (laughs) you move yeah all sorts of stuff so if you've heard like in the past we've had some guests on the show who um it their audio was it was still good but you hear like kind of interference or like movement um a lot than having just and you can get a really inexpensive mic you guys it really yeah. doesn't have to be yeah absolutely um, not huge
1: yeah and honestly the mics that um you don't need mics that pick up your voice from far away those will get to be the really expensive ones honestly you want the mics where you get really close to it cuz it picks up all the richness
0: It picks up the richness and not so much of the background noise. Exactly. It's actually we've Mm -hmm. we've had a few times where like someone dropped something during the episode. One of us or like, I don't know. My dog was barking. I don't even know. And sometimes he
1: comes to visit
0: and sometimes it doesn't show up. Yeah. It amazes me. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, you didn't have to edit that out. That's so crazy. Yeah. So I think I think again, like going in with starting with high quality is good. For sure. Um, and then as far as just the, all the other aspects of it, um, you know, you don't have to know exactly how your podcast is going to go and what you're going to talk about. Like maybe you just start it some way and it morphs into something different. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I I always thought I was going to have like a nutrition podcast. And then I realized that health and nutrition is really just a bridge to all the other things that yeah. I really want to talk just about. part of you. Which is all of this, you mm-hmm. know, lifestyle stuff. It's just a part of that. And so... Um, for me, it had to be more. So. hundred
1: yeah. could, percent. I could, I could probably do a whole episode on this. Okay. Here's a lighter question. <laughs>
0: when is your favorite place to shop for clothes, both in person and online?
1: Ooh. Okay. This one's hard for me because I'm not a respecter of one store or another. <laughs> mm, I'm kind of <laughs> brand loyal. Yeah. And I can be, but um, I enjoy the hunt. I do. I hate the hunt. I love it.
0: I don't want to hunt. I want someone else to hunt for me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I can understand that too. I mean, there's definitely times where I'm like, I kind of just need what I expect and things like that. But to be honest, I love the... I, I love thrift shopping. I love barf bo- boutique shopping. <laughs> I do. I love those things. Do you know, like part
0: of my lifestyle stuff, like I've always wanted to be that person who like found great vintage pieces because I love individuality and personal style. Yeah. Um, but I also love simplicity. I do not have the patience for mm, mm-hmm. vintage shopping, for secondhand it's, shops. It's I don't a, have
1: anything against it, but I do not have the patience for it. No, for sure. It's, it's a commitment of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it really is. Um, I think that's where Instagram's been good and bad, but I I don't have a compulsion shopping issue. I have a compulsion like like I have a whole board on my Instagram that's like buy this. <laughs> <laughs> so the things you want to buy, it's your wish list, your Instagram wish list. Oh, okay, my Instagram wish list. Um there's one shop that I have found lately that I really love and I think it's kind of a it's a very unique shop, and it's called Dressed in Lala. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, Dressed in Lala, and I uh, what I love about her the the woman that is behind the curation of all of it is her ability to just fun. It's just ability to have fun. She has fun with her stuff. She doesn't. She doesn't. She's not like I'm glam all the time, but she has some glam fun stuff. She's not like I'm all neon colors. But she has like neons and neutrals. Like she just that's you. Yeah, that's just like that's neons you. and Neutrals, yeah, hundred percent. So I, I appreciate her ability to just have fun mm-hmm. with the stuff. Um, I love that she can look at trends and say, "I'm gonna participate in that," <laughs> you know? Yeah. And but it's not like a permanent. This doesn't become her store. It's just, hey, this is a fun trend. I'm gonna give it a shot. She has fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, however, really appreciate good quality. Uh, like a hundred percent, and I haven't purchased yet, but I have got my eye on Madewell. I do, go, girl, I'll go, I'll go my and eye. for
0: good reason. Let me tell you, I've heard lots of good things.
1: So between the fact that jean shopping is just as bad as swimsuit shopping, <laughs> I am really looking forward to the experience when I decide like it's time. I'm gonna go invest. It'll probably mm-hmm. be falls, my guess, because. I don't really wear much jeans in the summertime. Oh, I just, do. I, mean, I wear
0: all sorts of jeans in the summer. I should. but I'm just a jeans person. Yeah, and that's I, just my personal style.
1: So, can I tell you, I only own one pair of jeans right now. That's
0: hilarious. That's I think weird I have. Me. Well, I have like four, but I'm also I'm a relatively minimalist wardrobe person. Yeah, so I'm not. I, I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I like exploring so, all different styles and things. But what, what about, about you?
0: Well, I was gonna say, is there any? Are there any other brands, like specific brands? Specific brands.
1: This is, I I just, I really love boutique shopping. So there's like nothing that I really like zero in on one brand. And I'm like, I'm super loyal to them. I think I like the experience of the curation and seeing how people pull things together. You you
0: really like variety too. I remember when you first started talking to me about how you style like, A YouTube tutorial and I was like oh that's like a thing you got to think about what kind of top you're wearing and your earrings and all sorts Mm -hmm. of stuff to make everything come together and Mm -hmm. not kind of like clash or compete Mm -hmm. because I don't think about that I literally like do such (laughs) minimal makeup that I'm like makeup will there's no such thing as me trying to match my
1: makeup to my outfit which you (laughs) talk about a lot I kind of have to Yeah, you have a lot of like color variety in what you wear Mm -hmm. I'm really into neons right now but not
0: but neons are like the new neutral Thank it's like you. a thing oh my this spring, gosh. this I know. summer.
1: Earlier this spring, I was looking for neon accessories. It's and it weird. I far. still think about spring
0: fashion right now, which is hilarious because I. it's clear that I don't like I'm not up on fashion because if I was like, <laughs> I would be like, it's summer. It's summer. It's summer. Because <laughs> summer started in the fashion world three months ago. So like, true.
1: <laughs> yeah. Launched in February. <laughs> yeah, for
0: real. That's always so overwhelming to me when I see like swimsuits in January. I'm like, what is happening? I need a parka.
1: (laughs) You're confusing me. I legit bought a
0: parka in January.
1: I think there's something about working in retail. I didn't work in retail super long, but I worked in it long enough to recognize that there is a definite pattern in when things are launched and why and um, forecasted.
0: Retail is like the one industry I never had a job in with the exception of now Beauty Counter.
1: Yeah. And food like that for me. I've never had a job in food. I did briefly, briefly. It's
0: okay. We can teach each other.
1: All the things. Yes. I
0: just had, this is so such a random side note, but I literally just had the, this is how you tip conversation with everybody on the mastermind retreat. And a couple of them were like, Oh, (laughs) I (laughs) was like, Yes. Anything below 20% is an insult. Skylar. Had Just to, so you guys he, know. Yes. Yeah, geographically. It do doesn't matter geographically where you're at. I mean, I'm sure it varies a little bit, but like mm-hmm. 15% is an insult. You guys like. 15% so, is
1: you got some stuff. Well, then we on.
0: also had the discussion around like, well, some states have minimum wage and some don't for serv- service industry people. And I'm like, it doesn't matter because the people who make minimum wage in the service industry are like, we don't even go. We didn't even go pick up our checks. We'd have like three or four weeks of checks because they're like. Ten to fifty dollars, or whatever, even mm-hmm. if you're working full time, because you get so heavily taxed on your tips anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like you don't get a paycheck. Really. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. Yeah. So I mean, I remember there being months where like I owed the house because I made Whoa. so much in tips that were claimed. Whoa. Um, and the taxes that were taken out of my check were like the check wasn't enough. Oh my god. So gosh. that was like early days. I didn't know that in service before minimum wage was so high. In Oregon. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> so much mm-hmm. higher in Oregon. Mm-hmm. So um, there's that. But anyways, total side note. That's Food food industry stuff. <laughs> um but my, what about you? my, my favorite years. place. So I've just I'm I kinda I like the bridge between like I'll like peruse online, but I like mm. to buy stuff in store if I can because it's totally of fit right. Totally. Um, and then kind of when you understand your fit in a certain brand, this is why I'm brand loyal, because mm. it takes the guesswork out of it for me. Mm-hmm. So I know if I fit in this size of jean of Madewell jeans, I can buy another pair without even thinking about See, it. See, I have trust issues. <laughs> I I do, too, but not when it comes <laughs> to like people helping me at stores. So the other thing that I don't do for myself is like a lot of color variation so it's actually really helpful for me to go in store and actually go to a store where people help you and choose pieces for you because hmm. there's been a few times where I've gone into a shop and they've chosen pieces for me that I probably wouldn't have even pulled off the rack or looked at myself and I legit bought them because they looked really good on See,
1: that was my job and that's always that's kind of like
0: which is great <laughs> yeah you'd, it's be, so fun. you'd be great at that this is why like I need to go shopping with Genevieve um <laughs> one of my favorite shops in Portland is actually called Sloan and there's three locations in the Portland area. They also have like a sister shop in um, San Francisco. And oh. this is interesting because it's actually Diane's favorite shop, Diane San Filippo. Oh, and she talked she and I were chatting about it, and I was like, oh, I think we have that in Portland. It's Sloan. And then she came and went shopping at Sloan. She was like, Yeah, it's the same place. Basically. Is it same like, I think same, it's same bot maybe oh, same oh, buyer. The buyer. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's same owner or how it works. But anyways, so it's it's similar, but it's a different name of the shop. So oh, I'll have to I'll I'll find out and then I will put it in the show notes for you guys. That's awesome. But Sloan is one of my favorite spots. I love Madewell. Love, love, love Madewell. A lot of my stuff is Madewell. Um lululemon and i this isn't like I can something i to that, so the this pants. isn't something i buy like a ton of i have mm-hmm. two pairs of lululemon pants Same. that i wear Same. but i can wear them multiple times mm-hmm. i can you know they before last- washing they last Ooh. forever they fit w- way different people like true true you're gonna put on a pair and you're gonna be like
1: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. and actually the <laughs> the store was the people in the store were super helpful and yeah. my first pair that yeah. i picked out i was super overwhelmed by all the choices yes. which is weird yes. for me uh and i just said she she broke it down like is this important to you and what about this Yeah. and she was like you want that pant right there right. and she's like and actually i think you'll love that color And she was totally right.
0: So I I like really classic fashion. I mean, I shop a lot at Target because they'll do like, you know, knockoff versions of great pieces. I'm like half Target on my on my body right now. (laughs) Um, So I I definitely enjoy Target. But I actually for as far as like really conscious shopping of pieces, I love shopping at like Anthropology, Madewell. Um, The thing I love recently about Madewell is they actually started showing each item that they sell in multiple body shapes and sizes Mm -hmm. in the previews Mm -hmm. so you can look at something and see how it's gonna fit different body types right because if you have a lot if you like a long torso if you're a little heavier or what you know whatever it is Mm -hmm. so um, varying sizes and like that body positivity stuff i also like old navy for that same reason Mm -hmm. but i prefer the sourcing and stuff and quality that you get from from a place like madewell shoes you guys vans all day every day (laughs) i I just got myself a brand new pair of vans for my trip and i was like why am i I been going without and i love the classic slip-on like that's my favorite Mm -hmm. shoe period in the world ever um i also have been loving like some accessories and things from seiko which you can Mm. get in touch with like a rep in your area for seiko products they are um a very like completely ethical based company. It's a direct sales company, but mm-hmm. they make some really incredible leather pieces, accessories, um, things in that, in that capacity. So I really enjoy what they're doing and what they're about. And you can find someone local to shop with. There's not that many consultants, no, a it's really small pretty new. company. Yeah. And it's really, yeah, we new. have a, we have a mutual friend, um, who sells. And then I was trying to think of what else. I think that's
1: it. I, I'm all over the place. So I you, you have such specific, like, like you're saying, yeah, brand loyalty, I,
0: but I really value and and actually the shop that Sloan is the shop that I go to where like they'll fill a dressing room for me mm. and I really don't have to do that's anything. So nice. And it's almost like personal shopping. Oh, I was going to say I also like to really shop at Nordstrom because they kind of do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then also you have access to multiple brands. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you buy like full price jeans at Nordstrom, you can get that stuff him for free. Same mm-hmm. with Madewell. Like, and that's really important to me Mm -hmm. because homegirl is short like I'm 5'3 so having and it's just short enough to wear like short pants work but I often like a little bit more of an ankle Mm -hmm. like a 7 8 length and length and so that's kind of the direction I go um, because I know I can get some tailoring services for free
1: yeah. And I'm I'm funny like that. My mom does all my alterations for me because she's in my mom could, but she
0: also takes care of my child full totally. time. So I'm like,
1: well, I don't want to ask you more. So if I'm in a bind, I'll ask her. I'm not going to lie. My favorite dress is made by my mom. That's awesome. <laughs> like my absolute favorite dress. and Just to the point where she can't find the pattern. And so she's actually has it right now and she's taking it apart and is making a pattern.
0: That's amazing.
1: I know. She's amazing. It's like absolute favorite thing ever oh <laughs> sounds funny so I'm I I almost feel like it's a little bit of like a an art thing for me because I do appreciate fashion on that front
0: yeah you think of fashion as like personal artistic expression, expression I do yeah. Yeah. and you're you're an artist yourself Mm-mm, yeah okay next question kind of plays on this okay who has a better closet?
1: Oh, this question. I
0: think it's Genevieve because she's got so much variety, but I also really value everything matching everything.
1: No, so I have a
0: very minimalist closet, and I also don't you guys, this might be weird. <laughs> I don't ever think about what I'm gonna wear. I literally get up and I'm like, I feel okay, like I'm you gonna
1: naturally have a capsule wardrobe because you can just. I've worked toward it. Yeah. I, I have
0: spent many years having way too much clothes that I never wear. Mm-hmm. And now I will look in a closet and I'll be like, okay, I'll look at my closet. And I'll be like, I haven't worn this in forever. Am I really going to wear it? No, I'm not going to wear it. I get rid of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So I
0: keep stuff that I
1: wear. So Damn. I have a
0: lot of like black leggings, great jeans like i have jeans that have rips i have jeans that are solid (laughs) like dark i have black jeans i love black jeans they go with everything Mm -hmm. um and like that's the only pair i own bring me a stretchy black (laughs) jean and i'm here for it (laughs) thank you made well um and then like i love like having very neutral tees like a few different colors of like a v-neck tee Mm -hmm. that i can you know tie at the waist or whatever Mm, yes um i actually so uh, as far as like resources go you guys natalie borton is a Friggin' genius do as tell. well she does like minimalist fashion and she'll oh. do these igtv videos where and she actually sells and she makes and sells jewelry gorgeous oh. gorgeous minimalist style jewelry mm. um and check that out yeah she's amazing I well love like you guys jewelry. instagram stalk her like right now if you're listening to the episode just <laughs> natalie, go to instagram just look at it natalie, natalie borton borton yeah okay. b-o-r-t-o-n um but she does try-ons I love at her her house though.
1: I love those, and
0: um, she will do different ways to style. So like, she'll do how to style a jean skirt, how to style white pants, how to style this style of jeans. I appreciate those Um, videos, and so she she helps you kind of bring in like variety into your minimalist wardrobe. Like everything goes together, Mm. so that's great, and I love that. So I have a lot. I've over the years, I figured out that I like to have very like statement. (laughs) that came on just straight out of nowhere (laughs) well there'll be a spike and you'll know it's there (laughs) are we still pretty good are we still recording yeah go ahead um what was i saying so I've actually done a really good job of um, kind of keeping my statement pieces to a minimum Mm. and then making sure those statement pieces will kind of fit with everything else that I have. So I I mean as far as like who has a better closet we just have different closets. I think it depends. You have a lot bigger space too though. Yeah. So you have more stuff which allows you the ability for more variety. Yeah. But you definitely have a lot more pieces where I'm like oh that's funky I like that. Like interesting asymmetrical cuts and Mm prints and all sorts of things and they all look like ridiculously good on you so i'm always like
1: hello hello you know what i'm really into lately is um the shorter tops crap tops Mm -hmm. Hmm. which is self-esteem wise is harder for me because my least favorite thing about my body is my stomach and it's like it's like you know there's a lot of showing but i recently have been finding more shirts that actually just hit at just below my waist, yeah and they're like the longer bigger sleeves and well you can wear like high-waisted jeans too
0: yes yeah
1: and that's what i end up doing is wearing high-waisted jeans and then because that's all i have (laughs) well (laughs) also
0: there's a lot to be said about being over 30 and wearing crop tops like yeah i
1: mean postpartum yeah
0: yeah. but there's a lot of rules out there that are kind of made to be broken but i think that that one might be not one that's made to be broken
1: Like, I totally busted out my mom's jean skirt that she's had since the 90s. Like, my mom does not get rid of clothes. That's amazing. I I, I walked in. I just bought a new jean jean jacket.
0: I'm wearing it right now. Mm -hmm. And I walked into my mother-in-law's house wearing it the other day, and she was like, oh my god, I love your jacket. And she was like... I have my jean jacket from high school. Oh my god! And she gosh. busted it out, and she's not like a patches or pins person, so it's in like pristine condition. There's a couple like the elbows had to be sewn in. Oh my god! Which it was actually like really stylish how they were yeah. sewn in, but it was like an old Levi ja- Levi's oh my jacket. Gosh! And it was adorable, and it was super. On point in uh-huh. it on trend for you, like, right now. That out of your I was like, "Well, <laughs> she probably wouldn't." But here's the <laughs> other interesting part: my jacket that I wear, I got an oversized one, so mm-hmm. it's a medium, but it's like meant to be oversized. Yeah. Um, the jacket she had was like a extra smaller, a small. They were her jacket was bigger than my jacket.
1: I feel like that's a thing. Like, the, oh, absolutely, like, yeah.
0: Fashion has changed so much yeah. to the point where, like, now extra extra small. It means like extra, extra, extra small. Like yeah. you better be—I don't even know. Better
1: like be teeny, teeny, tiny, teeny,
0: tiny, short. All the things. So, anyways, that was really interesting, and I think a lot. I think a lot of those fashion trends, you know, it's like a cycle. It comes, it comes back. Yes. Like my we're mom's seeing,
1: constantly like we I are wore that in super high seeing
0: like bell bottoms and platform oh, yeah. shoes come back. Mm-hmm. But there's like a better way to do that. Mm-hmm. There's a better way to do. Oh it. yeah. So that's been really interesting. material Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Anyways, so I don't know what I I would say your closet because
1: That's
0: tough for me because
1: I admire the fact that you can you don't it doesn't take up a ton of space so I think it just depends on what matters most to you. Like if I were to do something like a capsule wardrobe, it would I'd be breaking a few rules, but I sure. definitely could whittle things down. But I absolutely adore having like funky accessories. Yes. I absolutely. You're so good at accessorizing. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I've learned
0: I, a lot from you. I'm like, just buy the big earrings.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Just buy the big earrings. I like Which is funny because I actually really love minimalist pieces, but there's just something about having one piece that just makes the outfit and your outfit doesn't have to be loud or obnoxious, you know, it's like I don't know, there's just I I just love having all those different sides. So I admire the things that you can do with your stuff and not having volume. You know, like that's something I aspire to and I think I'm a lot better about it cuz while Cassie says I don't have a lot of space, I really like I don't have a walk-in closet. Like, I don't, like, I've got one spot where I switch out my summer and winter wardrobe. That's so that's like not a thing for me, And by that's the what way. Cassie doesn't have. <laughs> I will put away my winter coat and that's it. Right. Yeah. She doesn't have space for that. Mm-mm.
0: I also don't have different wardrobes for different seasons. I, I want do. stuff that's going to last season to season. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, like we said before, like, I still wear tons of jeans during the summer. I just wear it with a tank top instead of right. a like long I put, sleeve and a coat. I put sweaters and away.
1: Yeah. And then I put more in PJs away. But layers
0: are also really big in the Pacific Northwest. Like layers are important. So that's something we tend to have. my
1: sweaters are like hot. They would be hot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I'm always that person who's trying to wear
0: the sweaters and the wrong shoes, like really deep into the season. And it's like, no, (laughs) you need to just calm down and just embrace the change. Wear the flowy dresses and the whatever, you know. Enjoy it. So anyways. Oh, clothes wise. I totally forgot to mention. Uh, CGLA Carly Jean Los Angeles so I'm not familiar they have an online uh, boutique but Mm. they mainly sell through Instagram like that's the marketing Mm. that they do so they have all these different ladies who work for them who will go into stories and do try-ons and they'll also show you different combinations of things you can wear they'll talk about body shape they'll talk about Mm, um, how to like size up or size down on things if things fit true to size it's almost like they're fashion bloggers for their own brand it's Mm. great that's cool. And it's and it is minimalist neutrals. Ew. So everything kind of mix and matches a ton. Oh, it's nice. awesome. Highly recommend. And they have great deal. Their prices are amazing. You can get jeans for like 40 to 60 bucks. Shut up. Yes. Okay. Amazing. And everything fits great. Everything looks hmm. great. And most of it is made in the United States and most of it's made in California specifically. What's, what's the name again? Carly Jean Los Angeles, Carly Jean Los Angeles. Is, the, is the Instagram handle. But okay. people call it CGLA. CJLA.
1: Oh. I'm excited. So. This is the stuff that makes me excited. Yes. So I forgot to
0: mention that. I was like, I knew there was something else on my brain. So, anyways, <laughs> I didn't expect us to talk that much about fashion. Oh, uh, clothes. Um, and then okay, next question is what takes you out of your comfort zone? That's a big jump to a different topic.
1: Ooh, yeah. <laughs> let's switch my brain gears here. Oh. Um, what takes me out of my comfort oh, zone? Oh,
0: I so for me, like mm-hmm. new experiences. New mm. activities, new sports, like, oh, I got way out of my comfort zone because I feel vulnerable and vulnerability. Mm. Just anytime I feel vulnerable, no matter what the situation is, I'm out of my comfort zone.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Surprises, those take me out of my comfort zone. Really?
1: I really hate surprises. Oh, good to know.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's good surprises, right? Right. Oh, if yeah. the surprise is a gift, that's different. I'm here for it. Yeah. If the surprise is like, like time I'm time wise, a,
1: if it's a time, ooh, yeah, yeah mm. Mm, I need to be able to prepare for that kind of stuff. <laughs> I really do. I'm trying to think about what takes me out of my comfort zone because I feel like things that used to don't anymore. Mm. Like I don't know if it's part of my personality to just be easygoing or what, but it's very few things take me out of my comfort zone. Actually, (laughs) this sounds so silly because my love language is words of affirmation, but when I'm getting public accolades – Center of attention for
0: you, I think, makes you uncomfortable.
1: Which is funny for considering what I do, but. But
0: you're not often like the center of attention in a room full of people. It's I like do it on the leading. internet.
1: Yeah, that's true. Like when I'm leading a class, it's different. Like when I'm leading something, but if like, if we're in a large group of people and all of a sudden the attention's all put on me, I'm like, hey. <laughs> Hi. nervous laugh yeah nervous laugh <laughs> so yeah I guess uh, yeah that could absolutely do that for me which is which is funny because like I I love new experiences I love surprises I love um like I, serendipity really is my favorite word I say that a lot because I mean it <laughs> like I I love like when I um in the past when I had um coached cheerleading we did summer camp stuff mm. and one experience in particular really speaks out to me because i was like super uncomfortable in the moment like it was in a, like a, an adventure led camp um where we did activities and things and uh, my my girls at the time were 10 11 12 so they're babies they were sweet babies and we went on this one thing where your your group is actually like pulling you and you literally like fly over a river and then you like come hum- comes over back and you have to literally sprint at this like 12 foot drop as far fast as you can and jump and they pull you and catch you and you literally like fly like 30 feet in the air and then you circle back and they have to like slow let you back down that sounds terrible it was awesome <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i'm also the person who like
1: never will never go skydiving like right i'll skydive i, I will no, never bungee jump i have no desire i have no desire to do either of those i will skydive but not bungee i just something about my head first that i just can't anyway um but it was it the guy that was running the group was just like hey your coach's turn because little girls no big deal i was the anchor in the back i mean you just get them up there and i felt totally in control but they he was like Okay, hey, your turn and i was like uh no like i'm like double the size of some of these girls like um i'm good and he's like okay i'll anchor you and they'll they'll pull you he's like just do it and i was like okay like i didn't participate in any other of the activities because they were meant for the girls like you know and i remember being like god i can't why am i doing this and i was like oh, okay and when i got done it, i had this realization that it's like I do actually really enjoy those things that make me uncomfortable in the beginning. And it's actually kind of true in a lot of things like starting a podcast is kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. I think <laughs> anything that I'm just I know I'm not good
0: at inherently, it makes me uncomfortable because I like being oh, good at things. That's my,
1: that's my three wing. I take it as a challenge.
0: You're like, OK, great. I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, going to do this. And I'm like, what did I <laughs> sign myself up for? I better become an expert before I walk in that room.
1: Oh, <laughs> man, that's so funny. See, I, I think I enjoy the process. Ooh, of I, would, I would say
0: like stillness. Quiet makes me really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which we kind of already predetermined <laughs> in our our beginning of oh this gosh, episode. So funny. um oh, I really like this question. Uh how have you changed over the past year of podcasting? Oh
1: I have changed um more than I expected. Right? Like, um, there's something about being an adult, being a mom, a wife, any of those things, um, an entrepreneur, all of those things that cause you to grow. But um, in the last year, it's been more than I expected because obviously we're talking about a lot of things that we already know a lot about, but there's something about wanting to bring more to people that makes you want to be more, mm-hmm. makes you want to like grow, makes you want to show people a better way and so you're constantly doing things thinking like you, you know like the self-development. I can't I cannot tell you there's a reason why our Enneagram episodes is a part one, part two. Like right. we could talk more. <laughs> <laughs> and we will in the future. Like the Enneagram just about blew my mind. I mean it still blows my mind all the time about the things that I'm discovering about myself, especially like learning about the wing and how where I go in stress and where I go in times of growth and um, subtypes. Subtypes. How I interact with other types and So I think um, and and that really blew up for me last fall, Mm. late summer was when I really started to dive into that. So while that was like really revolutionary and growth for me, it's also specific to the podcast. It's been absolutely incredible being able to have something evergreen, something that's always there that I can refer people to and then have a conversation with them about it after they listen to it. So there's less like I feel like I'm doing less teaching and I'm doing more conversations like I'm Mm -hmm. doing more like growth with people whether it's in their skincare or their choices in their products or their personal development and relationships and I don't know like it's um they're really it's been a beautiful thing especially in reflection you know yeah what about you I feel that yeah um I feel
0: really humbled Mm. in the last year I felt really humbled to um I mean, honestly, like you guys were here for you, and that you guys create space in your day, in your week, in your year, in your life, period, to listen along and learn alongside us is a huge honor. 100%. Um, and I just want to say thank you, like, holy moly, for holding that space for us um, and holding that space for yourself, kind of in that yeah. quest of personal development, I think is yeah, huge. Yeah, bravo
1: to you for keeping diving in each week and growing and with us too. Yeah.
0: We love you guys. Um, so definitely huge. just, I'm really humbled, um, and grateful. I, for me, like I've realized that, um, even though I'm kind of a, um, I'm, I'm the boss type, right? The challenger. Mm. (laughs) And even though I've always been a talker, Uh, I don't think I've ever really had a place where I felt like I could use that for, for good and not necessarily not for evil, but for good, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing when you are type eights in general, probably who are women experience this and or people who are just like outspoken and opinionated, um, you know, a lot of the feedback you get from friends and family is like, you're too much for me. which I mean that's been it over the years or that you're bossy or bitchy or whatever I could count that on a million times but none of that is is true like I I'm I love hard I really care about other people um and just because I am quote-unquote outspoken maybe well-spoken sometimes hopefully (laughs) hopefully getting more and more there as we practice um so it's been really helpful for me to realize that this um, this gift of of talking for me um, and communication is that it is a gift and not um, something to be apologizing for. yeah so um, you know just all of you and and Genevieve like creating this space for me to be able to like you know speak my truth and and mm-hmm. get um, you know what I know or what I want to know more about out there. Uh, has been really, really
1: life-giving to me, so. That's so good.
0: Yeah, goodness.
1: Yeah, 100%. Well, I, I actually have a question for you, and this one's kind of fun to ask. Mm. What was your high school makeup routine? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh,
0: Well, there was, like, this weird transition between middle school and high school for me where there was a little emo. There were a couple of emo years in there.
1: <laughs> yes. So
0: there was, like, a lot of black happening. Um, for me, it was always like black. I was always like pretty, pretty minimalist with makeup. I definitely dabbled in the glitter, the glitter phase. Oh, you know, the, the body glitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. the gel, like the body glitter gel that you used to put on. Oh, the and smelly. That like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that stuff. Oh, um, <laughs> for me, it was like I had bad, I had hor- just bad hair. It's A lot of bad hair choices. Oh, really? A lot, yeah. I don't remember that. Big bangs. Big Huge <laughs> bangs. Like the like the the skin. Yeah, you and Sucan? then oh. we're not talking about we're not talking about that sort of thing. But um <laughs> makeup routine was like poorly applied foundation, no concealer.
1: <gasps> Did you have the line? I don't know. I don't think anybody ever knows if they did. I do know. I would
0: definitely <laughs> wore like orangey tones for my skin.
1: It oh, was hard not to. Everything oxidized back then.
0: Yes. Yeah, so true. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. I never really owned many makeup brushes or blending tools or anything like that. <laughs> uh, and I use like the cosmetic sponges that you like throw away. I remember that. And I don't really... know if there was many
1: other options. No, that's true.
0: Um, and really terrible, really terrible foundation. Um, <laughs> Covergirl? Yes, for uh-huh. sure. Liquid foundation. Um, uh, No blush or bronzer. And very little eyeshadow. And always in like classic. I do a lot of the same stuff now, but it's like, it's, I've, I've we've elevated things. Oh, yes, um, always. Definitely green and pink Maybelline tube mascara.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, 100%. A, that's a classic.
0: Um, What did I used to do? I used to line my waterline under my in my lower lash line or lower my lower lash line i used to line that and the top right so it like makes your eyes look super small
1: but defined it was terrible
0: (laughs) it was terrible also lots of like colored colored eyeliner and colored Mm. matte like blue mascara that was a thing blue eyeliner i
1: don't know i never participated in that i don't know why
0: that sort of thing and like you could still do that now but there's a way to do it well
1: oh yeah it's definitely a way to do especially it well since I just I picked n- up electric blue liquid eyeliner today. Not, that's so awesome. <laughs> I was not doing it well. What about you? Oh, the frost all the frost. Oh yes. All the that frost. That too. Oh my, oh, my gosh. My gosh. Like, Frosty eyeshadow, mm-hmm. cool tone. I was yes. always in the cool tone, especially on my lips. Huh.
0: I I ran away from anything blue in the cool tones though because mm, I'm more plum. Yeah, I really ran away because of dance. When I oh. did dance, it was like blue eyeshadow and <laughs> yes. and like pink or red lipstick. And oh, I was like, man. why is anybody, why are people choosing this? It's horrible.
1: Oh, who are these people making these choices? No, mine was um very narrow, thin eyebrows because that was the thing. I barely escaped alive. Like when Stefani was. Probably, she really ruined whoosh, things for us. Almost. My, mine have, might have recovered yeah, mine too. to a certain extent. Um, and then, uh, I loved just straight one color wash of color on my whole lid. And it was usually a very frosty, probably now what I would consider a very highlighted color. Mm -hmm. And I had to wear eyeliner like I had to like I couldn't because my eyelashes actually grow almost down like Mm. kind of straight out so unless they're curled and with a really great mascara they they drop and so I look like I have no eyelashes unless I have those things yeah also same same with brows and I didn't understand that about myself for a long time (sighs) because I didn't like the process of you know crimping my eyelashes now I can't live without it but and so I, I really heavily relied on eyeliner to be For my eyes to look defined and be seen. Yeah. And only on my upper eyelid. Like I never put anything. I never, I never put concealer on. I never put liner on my lower lid. Never put mascara. I didn't like the emphasis. Like I just never, I don't know. Like I just. Can you believe
0: like we didn't fill in our brows?
1: Didn't touch my brows. I can't, I can't. Even even when I got married, I look back at my makeup. Right? Like, You're like, what oh. were you
0: thinking? Wow. Like, I even had just... someone professionally do my makeup when I got married, and I was still like, okay. Oh, I did There's some didn't. things you could have changed about that. I did not. And it wasn't their fault. It was just like what was on trend. And I never wore
1: anything on my cheeks.
0: Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Almost until you.
1: Yeah. Really, honestly. I, I mean, kinda... I wore
0: bronzer, but... Right that was it and then i discovered blush like man that's a game changer mm-hmm. who really knew is. who knew the who right brush knew? right color oh this is fun <laughs> i like this discussion okay on on that note another um lovely person asked um are what our favorite clean beauty brands and products are in addition to beauty counter oh yes we got a rapid fire this stuff oh yes okay you tell your favorites my favorites are primally pure and that's more like personal care stuff in addition to a few beauty things but in general primarily pure um recently found clove and hollow i love their Mm. um full coverage concealer yeah and it's clean and it works really well
1: they have a beautiful Um, liquid lipstick
0: yeah well people i've been really digging well people the um bio bronzer stick the highlighter and i also just that to you uh, yes and i also just bought uh their mascara so i'm going to try that Mm -hmm. out um I did try the Juice Beauty Mascara, and it is not my favorite. Yeah, um, I, like I like that. how it looks on, but it doesn't wear well throughout is the day. I
1: know, mascara's tough.
0: So some Juice Beauty stuff I like. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say Well People Primely Pure, Clove and Hollow. I have tried the Hint Beauty Concealer. I really like that. They have a lot of color oh, yes. selections too. Um, and then Ilya. Ilya beauty i like their mascara I like some of their lip colors too oh,
1: okay every time i've tried to go get that mascara it's sold out <laughs> like, yeah i'm really excited to try it like it's <laughs> gonna be a big good day because i hear such good things from other beauty influencers that love it so i'm like okay i'm gonna give that a try. what are your faves Ooh, my faves are um you've heard me talk about a million times but i love leilani skincare i think that it's very smartly formulated I love that a lot of the ingredients come from the island of Kauai where it's packaged at her facility. Like they just recently changed up their packaging. So I know they're getting kind of big. So I hope they try, you know, stay small batch like they normally are. But I I just, I love a lot of their products. Um, I love, I do love Hint Beauty's concealer. Like, really, I really do. I love that they have a sample program that allows you to try things out on a better price. Uh, I love vapor beauty because it is actually kind of hard to find, uh, like liquid stick foundations, things like that, that are luminous in the clean space. Um, there's just something about that where everybody's gone to like full matte coverage, I think, because that was kind of the thing for such a long time that they hadn't switched over, you know, to luminous. So, um, I love vapor for their ability to have these really lovely, like stick products, whether it's a concealer or- Lip product. Um, their foundation's actually really lovely too. And I'll oh, see who else. I like Well People of? for that same reason. Yeah, no the Well lo- People. The luminous stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually, just picked up. I haven't tried it yet, but like a peachy cheek Ooh. color. Oh my gosh, we well, are so missing that peachy. It's like a peachy pink. Yeah. Mm, gosh, peachy pink is surprisingly hard to find. Well, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, and I'm. I am. I am diving deeper into 100% pure right now because I do have a store really close to me it's only like it's like a 15 minute drive and so I've been able to go in and like swatch a bunch of the stuff I love they've got um they've got nail polish that I actually really enjoy it's not a huge selection but it's enough and I can just go pick it up like because it's close to me, That's but nice. their translucent powder that and their color translucent powders are actually quite lovely. And
0: you said they're bamboo-based, right? They're bamboo-based, yes, and which they're Which is vegan. good, because then you're avoiding mineral yes, powder, which, which is, is why is, I picked it up. Right, which is why we got to worry about heavy metals when it comes to that. If you guys haven't listened to episode 10 with um, all the deets on heavy metals yes. in color
1: cosmetics, make sure you do. Especially when it comes to translucent powders that have a, a slight amount of like tint to it, is that that's when things start to kind of go wonky cuz <laughs> it's like with the heavy metal content. So yes. I appreciate that they are vegan, that it's all fruit pigment and it's just when it when a product works well, I'm excited about it from that company because I love the idea of it. But I need the performance to be there to like fall in love with the product. So yeah, I'm still like trying a bunch of their stuff. So I'm excited to kind of keep diving into that a little bit. More.
0: Yeah, I definitely tend toward um, the makeup from Beauty Counter because I just know more about the testing and I really appreciate yes. that. Yes. Um, but as I as I look at other brands, I definitely gear toward things like stick based cream based glowy products. Yeah. I love that. Oh, it sounds more youthful. Yeah, and I mean, you've pretty much taught me about all of that. <laughs> um, and then testing out different kinds of like different coverage concealers. I really like doing that. Um, we recently met um, the folks from Inno Organics and have loved a couple of their sheet masks that
1: we've tried. I'm so happy to have sheet max- masks back yeah, in my Yeah, so we'll
0: make sure to share more about those in the future. Yes. And um, and then you were mentioning Anika Organics as oh, well. Oh yes.
1: Oh Anika Organics. I actually first was exposed to that brand when I went to Indie Beauty Expo. Um, and see, it was 2018, January 2018. And what was interesting about them is they're an organic based cosmetic line. And they have, um, I get asked this all the time, some people would like to set their cream-based or foundation anything with powder, but it turns into, well, what, what do I use? And I do I do love Jay Niredo for that reason. Like, they've got great mineral-based powder, but I don't love it for how chalky it can be sometimes. Mm. And I find that Anika um, that has a, a great coverage and you can get it pressed, you can get it loose, and they have a great sample program as well. And I just appreciate their color payoff awesome. on their foundation, their powder foundation. So i
0: cool. I love it. All right. Well, I think that is all the time we have for today. There were still more questions, you guys, but ah. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to stop, stop here and um, we'll save those for another. Ask us anything episode in the future, but uh, thank you for being here. And uh, we're excited to basically embark on year two of this journey together um and we appreciate you guys thanks for being here
1: thanks for joining us today on this episode of rebel heart radio you can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our instagram you can ask us anything we love to get to know you guys don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on itunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode